0: Welcome to Second Vision. How many of you have had a plan or a dream for your life that just didn't turn out the way you had hoped? Like the old Yiddish saying, man plans and God laughs? I know this to be true in my own life, because I came to Hollywood with a dream of becoming an actress and a host. But things changed for me along the way. I discovered that I had a condition called Retinitis Pigmentosa that would take part of my eyesight. And through many years of loss, I discovered that I could still have perfect vision, even with poor eyesight. And that's why I developed a system called Second Vision, in order to help you take a new, fresh look at your life, no matter what your circumstances, whether it's a job loss, financial loss, a health issue, a disability, whatever obstacle or roadblock is in your way, instead of standing there and banging your head against the wall and trying your same old plan that hasn't worked, you really need to take a new, fresh look and get the freedom and fulfillment that you so deserve. And this is why I created Second Vision.
1: How would you like to reduce or eliminate stress in your daily life? I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for tuning in to Second vision. Today I have a wonderful guest. He's the author of Meditation for Daily Stress, and he is actually a French writer, singer, uh, documentary producer of spiritual plays and documentaries. He's performed at Carnegie Hall. He's an author. And before moving to the States, Michelle Pascal lived in the largest monastery in the Himalayas. And he has so many accomplishments, I couldn't possibly enumerate all of them. He's performed at Carnegie Hall and has been asked to come back this year. And I'm halfway through his incredible book and just loving it. His practice is actually taught at Google and Harvard and uh, many universities and corporations around the country. And I'm so delighted to have Michelle with us today. How are you, Michelle?
2: I am so happy. I am so happy like a child, you know, <laughs> to be in your show, Christine. I am so Oh, happy. Thank I, you
1: love, so I love hearing that. I can just feel your energy over the phone, and I can feel it in the book. So, so tell us, you have so many exciting things going on. Tell us about your new book and how it differs from other meditation practices. I I know that in the book thus far, you know, I'm about a third way through, your practice seems to be short meditation exercises, which really appeals to someone like myself who gets very fidgety, you know, lying down for a half hour and trying to, you know, breathe and use one word. And and, um, so tell us about your book.
2: Of course. Um, What is the difference between meditation for daily stress, this new way of meditation, and the usual meditation that we find in America. It's very simple. Um, It's the same question, what is the difference to talk about spirituality or meditation and to live in a monastery? Because it was my life. I was in a monastery, a Buddhist monastery. I was also in Christian monasteries uh, on tour. So when we have a monastic life, we don't talk about meditation. We live meditation. And for me, it was a shock. It was a shock to see when I come in America how many meditation teachers are so stressed (laughs) because I was surprised. How can we teach peace if we are not peace? How can we teach meditation if we never live in a monastery. I was surprised to see that. So the difference between uh, usual meditation is very simple. Uh, I work with neuroscientists since a lot of years, and we know when we put electrodes on the brain that if you practice any relaxation outside of the stress, for example, if you practice um, mindfulness, uh, any, any relaxation, in a quiet room or in a landscape, it's beautiful. But we know in neuroscience that when you go back to the stressful life, when you go back to your job or in the traffic, you lose 93% of the benefit of the calm one hour after. So for me, it was a revelation when I discovered uh, that in neuroscience. I realized that um, meditation must be inside the stress, not outside, but inside. I mean, it's so important because the question is not to be calm in a quiet room. The question is, how can we be calmer in our daily stress, in our daily life, at the workplace, in the traffic, when our co-workers are so stressed? How can I recycle this energy? how can I be calmer in my daily life? It is meditation for daily stress. Uh, and so that makes so uh, much sense. Yes. yes. Because, it, that makes uh, so much
1: sense to me because um, it, it is practicing mindfulness, like you say, you know, to, to really stop in the moment before you react.
2: It's exactly what you say. Uh, because, for example, if you arrive at your workplace, the Monday morning, for example, after the weekend. But you say, oh, this weekend I practice meditation, I practice yoga, oh, it's good, and of course it's good. But the Monday morning in America, for example, this is the day you have the highest rate of suicide. This is a, because it's in the brain it's a depression. You create a sort of well-being sensation during your weekend and you go back the Monday morning and suddenly you are so stressed. So it's a depression. It's a- Do you say
1: that we have the highest rate of suicide on Monday morning?
2: Yes. In America, it's... Oh,
1: like my that. goodness. That is so revealing.
2: And, and me, I think that in America we need to be active. You, me,
1: Because, yes, I I had a touch of it growing up. I couldn't focus, and I know exactly what it's all about.
2: The only key is to be calmer in our daily life. So meditation for daily stress, it's a revolution. But in reality, for me, it's not a revolution. It's an authentic meditation. I say, oh, my friend, for you, what means meditation? Or when I ask that to a child, every people reply, oh, take a deep breath, home, and we are sitting down in a lotus position. But in reality, it's not the etymology of the word meditation. It's the cliche of the meditation. But in in Tibetan etymology, meditate means I train my mind in my daily life. This is exactly the source of the meditation and not the cliché that we know because if you practice relaxation, it's beautiful. You know, it's like the cliché of the beautiful woman sitting down in a lotus position face to a lake. But it's not the life. We don't live face to a lake. We live in big cities with a lot of traffic, with a lot of chaos. How can I keep calm? In the car. Well,
1: and we live he- in a world where we're getting bombarded by emails all day and I just spoke to my brother yesterday, who's head of a company, and he you know he's on the verge of a very promising uh, deal in his business, but he's going round the clock you know i mean he, he's just go go go, and I mean he's just one of many people that I speak to where we have our technology which is after us all the time you know we're almost addicted to it, and that's stressful in itself
2: because. But it's very interesting what you say, Christine. At Google, for example, where I teach in New York City, I teach how can I use my email to be calmer. When I for example, I teach for big manager at Google. They receive one thousand emails per day. One thousand email per day. How can I use my email to be calmer? How my email can become my spiritual teacher. The same right. with the cell phone. I mean, I can give you... We, we can make a meditation together, Christine, if you want. I will give you... Yes, I would
1: like to, because I'd like to give our listeners some examples, like the ones that I'm, you know, reading in the book that are so fascinating. They're short, and, you know, you talk about the horizon, and I've been practicing, and, and you know, I happen to be partially sighted, as, as you know, and some of our listeners are also partially sighted or, or blind, so... It's all in the mind, the horizon, and the you know I'm, I'm visualizing the things you're talking about in the book.
2: I mean this this meditation. It's specially for second vision because it's all visualization. I
1: love that. I love it.
2: When we are sitting down like a mountain, we can breathe mentally by visualization the stability of the mountain, the eternity of the mountain. So we visualize a mountain, we feel the stability. The eternity of the mountain we breathe in the eternity we keep our breath we keep the vision in our mind and we exhale eternity all our body immediately feel in our body. Immediately we are calmer. We realize that we become like a mountain. When we meditate like a mountain, we are more grounded. We are more stable. We are eternity in one second. How do you feel, Christine?
1: I can already feel my shoulders relaxing and my mind going to another place. Very, very peaceful. Much, My, my breath is calmer. My heart rate is slower. It's... It's remarkable. I, mean, I was doing some of the exercises in your book as I was reading them. Now, I wonder, you give examples. You, know, you talk about people who are at work and they're doing this. How can you do it with your eyes open? I mean, it's, it's great. You come back relaxed, but then you have your boss coming at you or 500 more emails. So how often do you have to do this you know, throughout the day to just if you're really in a high-stress situation?
2: It's a very beautiful question, the question of the time that we ask because in our life we say I am busy I have no time to meditate and it's true because in a traditional meditation we say oh you must meditate for example every day Well, like a mountain when we are at the workplace face to our computer when we are sitting down in our chair Mm -hmm. we can be sitting down like a mountain when we are in a Starbucks when we are in the kitchen when we are in the traffic we realize that any situation of the life it is an opportunity to train our mind and when we do that we change our perception of the life. Suddenly you go back to your office and you love to be in your office because you say You're refreshed. Oh, I exactly I feel calmer in my life. You take your yes. car into traffic, you enjoy the car. Because your car is a place where you are more calmer, where you recycle the energy. So suddenly you rediscover
1: All your life. Very important. I studied at a place in Florida called the Human Performance Institute, and they work with all the top athletes in the world, and they they talk about renewing your energy and, and how multitasking is one of the worst things any of us can do. And we're we're all trying to multitask all different times. I find myself doing it, you know, but I've broken the habit, you know, even um, making dinner and then talking on the phone or doing this or talking to someone and you're trying to do something. And you're never successful when you're multitasking, and it's usually born out of stress because you feel I'm overwhelmed. I can't stay present. I can't do all these things I need to do two at once, you know. And I mean, it's, it's very for- detrimental to productivity.
2: I mean – Yes, we need to do many tasks. We need to be active. But we realize that when we are stressed, we don't work good. The quality of the concentration is not good. The quality of the relationships is destroyed, etc., etc. But at the opposite, (laughs) we realize that if we are calm, we can work more. We can do more things Because more we are calm in the brain, more we develop our capacities for intuition, for example. More we are Mm -hmm. calm, more we develop our capacities in the brain to synthesize information, to memorize. So we see that in America or in the world, we are educated at the opposite of the goal. The goal is to be active, to be productive, but we realize that more we are stressed, addiction. So for example, is it really?
1: So stress is a neurochemical addiction? It's classified as that?
2: Of course, because when you have stress, you upgrade the cortisol in the brain. So the cortisol is a poison that you send to all your body. It is a reason right. why more you are stre- if you are stressed today, for example, y- you will be more stressed tomorrow, more next year. I mean, when we see retrospectively our life, we realize that year after year, we are more and more stressed. And we realize that our brain needs to feed the addiction of the stressful situation. It's the same thing in neuroscience. There is a lot of survey about uh, to complain For example, if you complain, it's it's a mental habit. It's a neurochemical addiction. But we Mm -hmm. can re-educate. It is exactly... I can share with you, for example, an an amazing data, an amazing news, Christine. In California, 80% of parolees, they return to jail. But in Los Angeles, at Amity Foundation, where we develop meditation for daily stress, the same percentage, Christine, eighty percent of parolees, they never return to jail. They find. Oh job. my
1: goodness, that they is so remarkable! Family.
2: It's exceptional.
1: Aren't you wonderful? And you created that program. Tell us, tell the listeners a little more, because I've read about it, and I think you also created a program for was it sexually abused women or? Um
2: We developed also, one of my teachers, her name is Ruliana Klinkert. She is a teacher certified on my way of Mm -hmm. meditation. She directs the program Meditation for Daily Stress for Women Abuse, Sexually or Domestic Violence at the Dharma Yoga Center of Los Angeles. And the the result is amazing. It's amazing to see how those women, all those women at 100%. They feel better immediately. And I, I direct the program for the prisoners, for Amity Foundation in California, Arizona, and New Mexico. And we see 80% never return to jail. I mean, and prisoners, you can imagine, they have a lot of PTSD. They have a lot of, a lot of problems. Of
1: course. So, I am, yeah. My mouth is open. I'm, I'm speechless. That is, that is so wonderful, the work you're doing. It's absolutely oh. incredible.
2: Christine, you are so welcome if you want to come one day at Amity Foundation to to see a session with the prisoners. I will invite you, Christine, if you want to come.
1: Yes, I will definitely think about that. I mean, we, we may, you know, do something with Second Vision together at one point, you know. I'm sure we could pull together something very interesting, you know. Yes. Because um, we see but I would love we... to be your guest and just witness, you know. Because I've been searching for a method of meditation that will work for me with my, you know, not just me. So many people I talk to every day, they say the same thing. Well, yes, I meditate just like you say, and then I get right back into my old habits. It's kind of like someone who's on a diet, and then they just fall off the track, or it doesn't benefit them when they're in a high-stress situation, you know. It's just after no, the stressful situation, it benefits them.
2: Because the traditional meditation, it's not adapted to our world. Like we say mm-hmm. in your show, we we are the, the brain is running all time. The brain mm-hmm. is running all. time. How can we say to someone who works fifteen hours per day in a job, but after the job, the brain keeps going on to running all time, night and right. day? How right. can we say to someone like that? Oh, my friend, now you must be concentrated of your brain. Take a deep breath. Do this. Do that. We are fed up. Fed <laughs> up to <laughs> listen. Advice is like that. And it doesn't what? work. It's not what we do. No, nowadays. it
1: doesn't work that way. It's not applicable to daily life. But tell, tell us a little bit about the horizontal line. You know, I, I was getting into that in the book last night, where you're, you can sit in front of a computer in any situation or wherever you are, and you see the horizon.
2: Yes, the horizon, this is the, the visualization to unplug the brain. Because when we are faced to a computer, when we work a lot, we need to have a brainwave flat. I mean, in neuroscience, we explain that the brain, it's a neuroplasticity. So we need... Because it's a metaphor, very simple. It's very simple. Anyone can practice this meditation. Meditation, it's not a technique. It's not a tip. It's a spiritual experience. Because when you meditate like an horizon, or like a mountain, or like a dolphin, immediately you touch your soul. Immediately, you feel calmer in your body. Immediately, we know in neuroscience, you change the matter gray and white in your brain. You have more serotonin, for example, in the brain. And serotonin, this is the hormone of the well-being. So serotonin goes immediately in your body. For example, you have less acidity in your stomach uh, the blood pressure is better, all is better when we have more serotonin, when we are calmer. So this is the, the reason why, again, to meditate outside of the stress, it's not efficient. It's not enough adapted to our world.
1: And about how long are these meditations? Are they about five minutes apiece?
2: It can take one minute. The question is not the quantity but the quality. Because Mm -hmm. if you are calmer immediately, you have an amazing well-being sensation in your body in one second. And (laughs) we become addicted. We want to do again. We want to live again this sensation. So it's a la carte. As we say in French, you know, <laughs> <we> say, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, this is a menu à la carte. <laughs> so, <we laughs> I love say, it. Oh, I go to restroom every three hours, for example. We go to restroom, but the time in the restroom, oh, I feel better. I wash my hands. I need to wash my hands, but suddenly, I feel the water on my hands. I use the water element to be more present. Any situations it's an opportunity to, to be more present to our life. I can give you a very simple example. For example, when we say, How are you? How are you to someone? What an amazing practice of meditation. Because how many times per day we say, Hello, how are you? But we don't care. We say, hello, who are you? Oh, it's great. Bye. Right,
1: right,
2: right. But if we use this word that we say every day, how are you, Christine? How are you? How are you? To every person, we, we go to buy groceries. At the cashier, we say, how are you? But every how are you? We train the mind to be present. So after a few days, the brain... As sprint, this mental habit, and it becomes our mantra. Uh, many times I say my, my prayer is, hello, who are you? But to be present. It helps the mind to be calmer. So more we are present in our life, if we are calmer, more we rediscover the life. More we Being present
1: it. is everything. Everything. You know, we when you're stressed, your yeah,
2: exactly. When you're stressed, you're, you're either
1: living in the past or the future. You know, you're you're worried about something that has has already happened or that may may or may not happen. Yes. Usually,
2: past, past and future—it's an illusion. Past is past. Future, yeah. who knows? The only yes. moment we exist, Christine. This is a moment that I spend with you now, together. And me, I am very present to you. And I know also people like you, you have an amazing capacity to feel more than, uh, than other people. You are extremely gifted, extremely blessed. I work many times um, with people like you. For example, one of my musicians in France was Jean-Philippe Riquel. Jean-Philippe is blind, but Stevie Wonder was very interested to see how Jean-Philippe programs synth. He used computer. He's a genius musician. And we have performed oh. 10 years together in France. So, and he performed with a Tibetan lama. Maybe you know Lama Gourmet, the famous uh, Tibetan lama. Jean-Philippe Riquel played the keyboard, And Lama Gourmet said, I have chosen this musician because we, when he plays music, he sees some landscape that we are unable to see. Yes, so, yes,
1: yes. Your other so, senses do become heightened, you know. Um, I don't have yeah, Stevie's I really talents. I wish I wish I did, but I did get to meet him at the Apple Store. If you could see me play out how we met, it was so funny, because uh, he goes to the Apple Store all the time, Stevie Wonder. And one day I was in there. I'm in there quite a bit for training, and I said to someone, you know, gee, to his manager, I'd love to meet him. And he said, well, you know, if you're selling something. I said, no, no, this is a spiritual meeting. I, I lost part of my sight. And he said, of course, so. Stevie Wonder was so gracious. He spent 10 minutes with me, and our handshakes crossed. If you could just try to visualize, you know, it was so comical because it took a few minutes to find each other's hands, you know, and then he just held my hand for about, you know, three minutes. He just kept shaking it, and we had a wonderful talk. Beautiful person, absolutely beautiful person, and he helps the blind quite a bit. You know, he works at the – he comes and does um, events at, uh, I think, the Braille Challenge for the kids and everything, so he's just a terrific guy.
2: You know – You give me an idea, Christine. I would like to offer uh, to you or to offer for one of your friends free training to become teacher on my way of meditation.
1: Oh, my God. I'm in. I'm in.
2: Because people like you, you have more capacities than we have. Oh, my God. Because you feel all. You visualize Are uh, we are unable to visualize. Your capacity right. of visualization is so, so, so developed. So it could be amazing uh, to talk about that, and maybe you or one of your friends. And I would like to develop this meditation, especially for blind people, because they are blind of what? They see more <laughs> that we are able to see. And sometimes we have eyes. But we are unable to see a bird in the street. We are unable to appreciate the life. Uh, the first time I teach in Harvard University, I remember I said to the students in Harvard, <laughs> maybe you will become PhD, but probably <laughs> PhD, PhD of stress. Right, PhD. right, right. You are PhD, but you are unable <laughs> to listen to a bird in the street. You are PhD you know the university. You, you know what I
1: mean. That's so comical because, you know, I speak at a lot of these medical conferences. And, um, you know, once we meet, I'll, I'll tell you more about some, the stem cell that I had in my eyes. But um, there's often a whole roster of PhDs speaking before me. So in my speeches, I always say, you know, I may not have a PhD at the end of my name, but I, I have a PhD in going blind <laughs> in life skills, you know. I have a PhD in life skills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, most of time, we are PhD of the stress. Huh? We are unable yes. to isolate. Yes. Yes. We are unable uh, um, to
1: isolate. Why do you think that we're not taught in school and in other, you know, parts of our lives about the pollution, the mental pollution, and you know all the stress? I mean, we we should really be in the school system. You know, when we're young, we should be taught about nutrition. You know, along with the fitness, of course, and about the mental you know, our ability to combat stress? Why do you think that it's not implemented into our curriculum?
2: You ask the true question, because when we are a child, when we go at school, when we are a student, when we go to university, before all, what do we need to learn? To be calmer. Because when we are calmer, we study better. We study easier. We can memorize faster. We upgrade all the capacities in the brain. So it is the reason why, for example, at Columbia University in New York, uh, Dr. Liza Miller she asked me to develop meditation for daily stress because she said we have no answer for the students. They are so stressed. What are the solutions? To give pills? But we know that the pills can't, can't really help. So they take drugs, they take alcohol. It's a disaster. So we can re-educate our brain. We can uh, change our perception of the life, not in 10 years, in one second. When we live a spiritual experience in one second, we never forget it. And we realize day after day that we work easier, faster, life is more clear. We are not in mental confusion because more we are stressed, more we are in mental confusion.
1: Yeah, and the less capable, the, you know, we're less capable of accomplishing anything then. More fearful.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so and then the nothing happens. Di- the first discipline that we need to learn in a school or in a university, it's to be calmer. It's to And the same in a big company, the same in mm-hmm. the life. We are educated at the opposite. The goal for a, a child is to learn a lot of things. How can I learn if I am so stressed, if I have ADHD, why I don't learn to be calmer? This is the most important.
1: Now, did you say you have taught kids with ADHD? You've worked with them?
2: Yes, and I, I write a new book about ADHD because uh, ADHD, like, say, Dr. Liza Miller, there is no solution. And the solution is to give a pill. Or you come to see a doctor, and the doctor says, oh, you have ADHD, you are like this, you are like that, there is data. But we talk about the sickness, but we are unable to cure the sickness. We have no solution. Right. And pills right. it's not a solution, because we know no. pills for ADHD has a lot of side effects.
1: and Very much.
2: Not good. So uh, what I do... What I is the name
1: of, your, of that book?
2: Uh, it, it will be meditation for daily stress, special for students, and special to help students uh, or children who have ADHD. Uh,
1: and, and that's already out, that book? Uh,
2: I am writing the book now. so. The oh, you're writing good. it
1: now? Okay, great. You can interview me. I <laughs> had it as a kid. I'm much better now.
0: <laughs>
1: a grown kid. A grown kid. Oh, Michelle, listen, we're winding down on time, but um, we could go on forever. This is so delightful. You know, I'd like to tell people before we close, firstly, um, just uh, tell them a little bit about Carnegie Hall, and then we'll talk about your website and where they can get the book, and then I'll have to close. But uh, I'm just just So, so enjoying your time with us.
2: Thank you, Christine. So October 17, I will perform at Carnegie Hall in New York City a meditation show, and we, everyone, of course, can buy tickets uh, on my website, michelpascal.tv, michelpascal.tv, but there is something special. In this show, we want to invite a lot of uh, parolees and homeless uh, in New York City. La- last year, we worked with a foundation, the big foundation in New York, Staying Out, and we have invited 50 paroles and uh, women abused to come to see the show. So if you can't go to the show in New York, you can buy tickets on my TV online and you can offer the ticket or to give a donation. And we invite many uh, parolees, women in difficulties, homeless, to come at the Carnegie Hall. It was amazing last year to see for the first time Carnegie Hall open the doors for 50 paroles.
1: 50 paroles. That is night. just cool incredible. Life. Incredible. That in so, itself is a television show. Uh,
2: no, there is, the show is not a broadcast on TV, but I will perform every Sunday uh, in Los Angeles at Body Tree uh, with my friend Stephen Powers at Body Tree. We open uh, my classes. And July 16th, uh, in Los Angeles, we create the grand opening of the classes. You are so welcome, Christine, if you want to come. And, and to finish me, I would like to, to develop with you this meditation for people blind. It would be my yes. honor. to do.
1: Oh, my goodness. I am absolutely interested in that. Absolutely.
2: I, I'm going to follow up with you on,
1: on all these things.
2: This meditation works by audio, so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, it
1: does, it does. And you would not be, be amazed, too, and uh, I could, you know, go on about this, but I have not been able to see, you know, I'm partially sighted, but I can see in my dreams, you know, which is very interesting. Exactly. And often in the daytime, I fill in a person's face, you know, I fill in a color, I fill in, so your your, your mind is constantly filling things in. The brain is very, very powerful, very interesting, so...
2: Oh, beautiful. You are so welcome, Christine, and your friends, if you want to come at the theater uh, playhouse on Santa Monica next Sunday, the theater. Yes, thank you. I'm absolutely
1: going to try to make that happen. So that's the Santa Monica promenade for the people who are local listening. And it's at 4 p.m., you said? Or the the concert starts earlier?
2: 4 p.m., I will give a workshop, uh, How Can We Be Calmer in Los Angeles? How can we feel our spiritual dimension in Los Angeles? And after the workshop, I give the concert that I will give at Carnegie Hall. So you oh are so. Oh my goodness! Beautiful, beautiful.
1: <laughs> well, I will definitely get in touch with you on that. And um, I hope everyone listening will come out to the promenade and also look up Michelle's website. What is your website, Michelle?
2: Michelle Pascal dot TV.
1: .tv, then. okay, that's easy, and it's M I C H E L P A S C A L.
2: right? Exactly, .tv. Perfect. Perfect. And the
1: name of the book is uh, Meditation for Daily Meditation Stress, 10...
2: for Daily Stress. 10 Practices yes. to Feel Better Immediately.
1: Immediately, I love that, and it's also on an e-book, right? Now, the, the way that I got it, for those who are vision-impaired listening today, is that I got it... Uh, I put it into my KNFB reader, which is a kind of a scanning. You know, it's an app, and it will read it to me. Um, oh. But the eBooks, I imagine, you can just download, and uh, and your iPhone or your computer will read it.
2: Exactly. You know, because we have readers.
1: Yes, we have special <laughs> assistants. I have I have a different voice in every room. I have Alexa in one room. I have my talking computer, my talking iPhone. <laughs> I'm never alone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Christine, from all my heart, I kiss you, and I say how I was so happy to be in your show, to you, and also to your fabulous sound engineer.
1: (laughs) Oh, it is our pleasure. You just made my day, believe me, and I, I cannot wait to meet, and I will be in touch about next Sunday, and thank you to all of those who are listening today, and I hope you will check out Michelle's book and remember that, you know, stress is a very powerful thing. You know, I, the last time that I got stressed out, I felt all the cortisol in my eyes, and I thought, you know, I don't want to have stress in my daily life. So this is a perfect book, uh, Meditation for Daily Stress, and I'm loving it. And my wonderful guest, Michelle Pascal, bless you, and I hope everyone listening has a blessed day. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision. Thanks for listening.